the AM 1400 and 107.1 FM every Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. until 12 p.m. PST out of Las Vegas, Nevada, and live on WRMN AM 1410 and 96.7 FM every Monday through Friday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. CST out of the Elgin in the Chicago land area. Welcome in. It's Friday. Yes. Also, guys, I want to remind you we're live on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook at The Jamie D Show. That's T-H-E-J-A-I-M-E-D-E-E-S-H-O-W, a real live radio show. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and share the link out to your friends, family, and loved ones. If you're listening in in your cars right now, thank you so, so much for not turning the radio dial. Kara, what's up? All the way from Arizona. Tracy, the way up CEO, what's up? All the way from Dallas, Texas. So happy to have you guys here. I'm excited. Today's a good day. It's the weekend, finally. Yes. All right. So for today's show rundown, we're going to get into the daily news. And for the social topic of the day, we're going to have a conversation on the art of forgiving. The art of forgiving. Yes, I feel like this is a topic that a lot of people need to hear. So again, share this link out to your friends and family. I mean, send it out to your mom, your dad, your sisters, your ex-boyfriend, your ex-girlfriend, the ex-boyfriend's mom. Somebody send the link out. <laughs> All right, let's get into some daily, into some, ah, let's get into some daily news. <laughs> As stated by 8 News Now, Las Vegas Metropolitan Police took a man who climbed to the top of the sphere into custody this past Wednesday morning. Police received the first call about the climber shortly after 10 a.m. Quote, we're responding to reports of an individual scaling a building near the 200 block of Sands Avenue. Please avoid the area due to emergency vehicles responding, end quote. Metro said in a statement, the man could be seen on the top of the more than 300 foot tall entertainment structure, which opened at the end of September of 2023. The man was later identified by police as Mason Dischamps, 24, and his climb was live streamed by an alleged accomplice. His account was taken down shortly after the incident. This champ, who calls himself pro-life Spider-Man, is a known pro-life activist who has had previous arrests for climbing skyscrapers around the country. This champ is a Las Vegas local known for stunts like this. Last year, he climbed the Chase Tower in Phoenix, Arizona during the Super Bowl. He was arrested in Las Vegas shortly after his stunt. He faces several charges for destroying the property of another, conspiracy to destroy real slash personal property. He's willing to die for his cause. Friends of the man who climbed Sphere Toad 8 News now shortly after being released by Las Vegas Police Metro. Quote, there's always a risk. It's been raining the last few days. The building is dry. He made it to the top pretty quickly. There was a ledge, but he made it pretty quickly. And quote, Tim Clements, a friend of this champ, said the following statement was released by the Sphere. Quote, we are grateful to the local authorities for their support in this manner. The individuals involved are currently in custody of LVMPD. And quote, Sphere Entertainment spokesperson said roads around the Sphere and the Venetian Hotel were closed as police investigated. This champ is due to make an initial appearance in Las Vegas Justice Court. And that was on yesterday. So, wow. <laughs> I was trying to get to this report yesterday, but you guys were really going in on the comments. Well, so I still want to tell you this story. I, I think it's very funny how. People do things for views. People do things for the thrill. But people don't realize you're destroying other people's property. I mean, the sphere is literally a 360 LED globe. <laughs> literally, I just came from Las Vegas. And if you have not seen the sphere yet, it is pretty much a, 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 a circle, a globe, a sphere <laughs> that projects images and videos. 
And I've seen the sphere broken before. I've seen the sphere glitch. I've seen the sphere have like a crack in it. So who's to say that this man cannot be trying to climb this sphere and messing up everything? I don't know what went into making this sphere, but I do know that you probably should be climbing the sphere out of all things. <laughs> this big TV screen. <laughs> don't be climbing these things, y'all. Jeez. I just don't understand why people go into these things thinking that it's not going to hurt anybody. So it's just all in fun and games. When people put millions into building these things and it's also dangerous. You stop the operation of these buildings when you are climbing these buildings. Now they got to make sure that everyone's safe. Make sure that you're not an intruder. Make sure that you're not going to be a shooter or a killer and then get your behind off of their building. <laughs> people don't think. People don't think. Go climb the monkey bars or something. <laughs> Go climb a rock wall. Go climb a mountain. <laughs> Leave these people's buildings alone. Jeez. All right, y'all. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have more daily news. So don't go anywhere. This is the Jamie D Show live on KSHP out of Las Vegas and live on WRMN out of the Elgin in the Chicagoland area. I'll be right back. And, uh, At AR Heating and Air Conditioning, our main goal is to provide high-quality service without breaking the bank. From maintaining your HVAC units to fixing them when they are down, they are there for you. AR Heating and Air Conditioning offer reasonable prices, reliability, and professional service at a great value. For more information, go to fixmyac.net or call 702-646-4000. Beat the heat and call AR Heating and Air Conditioning today. Welcome to Hash House A Go Go, where we've been serving farm food and crafted cocktails for over two decades. Visit us for the full Hash House experience at any of our five Las Vegas locations. Hash House A Go Go is where old school meets new and gets twisted. We bring people together over good food and fun. Come in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and come hungry because our portions are huge. Visit us online to see our entire menu at hashhouseagogo.com. Hash House A Go Go. It's a Midwest thing, and there's nothing else like it. Hungry for the best barbecue in Las Vegas? Come out to the infamous barbecue and meat market, John Moles Meats and Roadkill Grill in Las Vegas. John Moles was featured on the Food Network's Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Now take home delicious meat selections for your grill, and while you're there, grab a bite of the best barbecue in Las Vegas. With two locations now at Tom and Gowan or on North Decatur, you're sure to find the perfect meats for your next barbecue or party. Find us online at johnmolemeats.com. Is your dog suffering from a sensitive stomach? Hi, it's Kelly the Cookie Lady from Mooch's Munchies. Our dogs had super sensitive tummies, and I needed to find a low-fat treat that wouldn't give them gas or other issues. Most of the treats on the market were loaded with fillers, chemicals, and chicken fat. Many of them weren't even food. Well, I knew I could do better, so I developed Mooch's Munchies, and I'm happy to be able to share them with you. Stop by our store or our website, moochesmunchies.com, and find out why we say that Mooch's Munchies are totally possum. Zinworld Premium CBD offers full and broad-spectrum CBD oil, extracts, and capsules, which are designed to help you feel your best. Their products are sourced from the best organic hemp and natural ingredients on the market and are tested for quality, purity, and potency. They have a full range of items from health and wellness to beauty to pets. Call 725-205-9223. Visit online at zinworld.com or stop by their location at 9895 South Maryland Parkway and Silverado Ranch Parkway. Mention KSHP for 10% off in-store or use code KSHP online for 15% off. At AR Heating and Air Conditioning. 
1401 07.1 FM every Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. until 12 p.m. PST out of Las Vegas, Nevada, and live on WRMN AM 1410 and 96.7 FM every Monday through Friday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. CST out of Elgin in the Chicagoland area. Welcome back. If you're just now tuning in, we're doing some daily news. Yes, it's Friday. Be great today. It's the weekend. As written by The Shade Room, Master P and Snoop Dogg are taking Walmart and Post Foods to court, accusing the companies of using deceptive practices to intentionally keep their Snoop cereal brand off of the shelves. According to the lawsuit filed on Tuesday, Master P and Snoop are accusing both companies of acting in a diabolical and underhanded manner by hiding boxes of Snoop cereal in stock rooms and allegedly coding the product, quote, not to be put on store shelves, end quote. The suit claims these practices have hindered the duo from profiting from the cereal sales. This case shines a light on the steep challenges faced by minority-owned businesses in securing fair opportunities in the marketplace, Master P and Snoop Dogg's attorney Ben Crump said, quote, the actions of, by Post Foods and Walmart demonstrate cynical disregard and exploitation of minority entrepreneurs in the business world, end quote. Snoop and Master P created their cereal brand back in 2022 and had initially reached out to Post Foods for support to promote their product. Post reportedly offered to buy Snoop cereal, to which the duo declined, saying they hoped to preserve Brutus Foods as a legacy to their families. Post and Walmart responded to the suit in separate emails. Here is what they had to say in their conference. Okay, to sell all the products that Snoop endorsed, those are all over the store, on the aisles everywhere. Those products are owned by majority corporations. But when you had a product that was black-owned, a black business, they put it in the back of the storeroom. And so we want everybody in our community to join us in saying, that during this Black History Month, we want the message to be loud and clear. We stand with Master P. We stand with Snoop Dogg. We stand with Broadest Fools. Walmart Post. Until you do right, don't expect us to continue to support you if you're not going to support our Black businesses. Woo! When I say... That is nasty work. That is some nasty work. It's Black History Month, y'all. Come on. Come on. The one month we're supposed to be celebrating, being protected, loved, cared about. Come on now. Come on now. And preserved. Jeez. I, I just don't understand why people do this to other people. I don't care if it's a black, white, gay, bi, trans issue. It's a people issue at the end of the day as well. And it's like, why do people hinder and hurt other people? Do you understand that you selling Snoop cereal also gives you profit? I, so wh why are you not selling a product that you know will do well? I've actually seen Snoop cereal and Masterpiece cereal in the stores before. And I'm like, oh, this is really cool. Also, I've met Snoop Dogg and I've gotten a present from Snoop Dogg and his team before and also seen him pass out his cereal. He's doing a really good job of promoting his brand and so is Masterpiece. So to hear that companies like Post Foods and Walmart are going out of their way to stop the sales of this cereal and keep the black man down is just egregious. And it is disgusting work because 
Why are we not helping each other? Why are we not loving each other? And why are we not seeing that racism still exists? Why are we not seeing that people are still trying to bring down black people? Black people? Why are we not understanding and realizing that we need more help more than ever? Yes, we do. We need more help more than ever. And people just like to say, well, it's not really a thing. You guys just like to race bait and all. No, it's happening every day. And a lot of the times it just doesn't go on the news. It doesn't get seen. They actually did this press conference where they spoke about the issue and then blogs picked it up. But to be honest, if it wasn't for these blogs picking it up, I wouldn't even know. I would have never known that this happened. I wouldn't have. I would have never known this was an issue either. So it's, it's, it's just crazy to know that there are people out there who are still trying to bring down black people for no reason. We just want to be happy. We just want to have a fair chance. We just want to be able to live the life of our counterparts. We want to have riches. We want to have luxury. We want to have houses. We want to have security. We want to have generational wealth. Why is that so hard to ask for? Why is that so hard to receive? And why are people going out of their way to make it so that we don't get these things? It just sucks. It sucks. And I, and I actually do hate reporting on these things. As a black person myself, it's annoying. And it's also very uncomfortable. But you got to talk about these things because if you don't talk about them, guess what happens? History continues to repeat itself. It just is what it is. And I hope that they get what they deserve from Walmart and Post Foods because this is just disgusting work. As posted by Chicago Media Takeout, a new study says Illinois is not the place to be for retirement. The personal finance website WalletHub has released a report, 2024's best and worst states to retire. Researchers analyzed 46 metrics to determine their ranking, including cost of living, life expectancy, and crime rate. According to the study, Illinois is ranked near the bottom at number 41. Analyst Cassandra, analyst Cassandra Happ said what hurt Illinois' retirement ranking was the taxpayer category. Quote, Illinois came in the bottom of the list on that particular study, mainly because the difference between the tax rate and the U.S. average is almost 40% more. So the taxes seem to be a lot higher in Illinois, said Hap. And quote, let me tell y'all, I've lived in Illinois for almost two months now, or exactly two months, and I can tell you the cost of living here is ridiculous. Ridiculous. The cost of food is ridiculous. The cost of tolls are ridiculous. The cost of housing is ridiculous. The taxes that we pay are ridiculous. It, it, it's just, and, and on top of that, it's cold. <laughs> like, it is definitely hard to live here in Chicago. And coming from L.A., I never thought that anything money-wise and cost-of-living-wise would get harder than L.A. But no, Chicago is pretty much their twin. And it sucks to say because I'm from here. But again, I have not lived here since high school. So I don't know what Chicago is really like until now. I didn't know until now. And so now living in Chicago, Chicago fully immersed in the city, it's like, Jeez, I did not realize this is how Chicago would be. It's fun. Having a great time. I'm grateful to be here, but it is expensive. It really is. And what makes it even more crazy is that people always talk about Chicago's crime. I'm going to make a point on this because obviously that was one of the rankings as well in this report that Chicago is so bad. I've lived in nine major cities so far in L.A. <laughs> You want to talk about Chicago? If you've never been to LA, the amount of police chases, the amount of helicopter chases, the amount of crime any and everywhere is insane. I mean, there's crime in every major city. So let's not try to act like Chicago is any different. Yes, Chicago is crazy. But then again, all these other cities are crazy as well. They just don't get as much news time and blog time as Chicago has gotten. 
But you have to also remember, Chicago had a president from here, President Barack Obama. So, of course, they're going to be ranking on Chicago. Duh. So when you think about Chicago, it's like, yeah, it's, it, it, it does have this dangerous moment. Yes, people are stupid. Yes, we have a lot of black-on-black crime. Yes, we have people killing, stealing, and doing a bunch of dumb stuff. But that happens everywhere else. And when I was in L.A., I was way more afraid of living in L.A. than, it was, than I am to live in Chicago. And let's be very, very clear. When you look at other cities, I'm not, I'm not just trying to rank on L.A. I'm really not. I'm just using L.A. because it's something I, I can think about in this moment. L.A. is really one big ghetto. Let's call a spade a spade. L.A. is not marketed to be what it actually is. If you've never been to L.A., they market Beverly Hills, Santa Monica Pier, and all the other outskirts cities for real, for real, as L.A. Not Koreatown, not downtown L.A., not the parts of L.A. that are actually L.A. proper. (laughs) And so when you get to L.A., you're like, oh, wow, L.A. is really one big city. Unlike Chicago, Chicago proper is a city, and then you have Chicago suburbs. And what I can say is this, they love to rank on Chicago, but there's other cities like LA, and I'm just only using LA because it's the easiest to use right now. They like to rank on Chicago, but at least in Chicago, we can actually feel safe in our suburbs. Not saying that crime doesn't happen in our suburbs, but we're not out at brunch eating and getting our our our, our, our packages and our, our grocery bags and the stuff that we just got from the mall stolen while eating brunch on the patio. We're not getting robbed while eating brunch on the patio. We're not getting robbed in the suburbs of Schomburg. We're not getting robbed in the suburbs of Oswego. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when you think about these things, it's like, dang, they really rank on Chicago so bad. But you can also see it at the same time. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You got to be real. You got to be real. Per the Neighborhood Talk, Stephen A. Smith says Monique looks bitter amid her speaking out again about industry mistreatment. I want you all to take a listen to what he had to say, and let's discuss how we feel about his response to Monique's recent interview on Shannon Sharp's weekly podcast, Cub Shay Shay. Monique, she's brilliant. She's an Oscar winner. She's sensational. What she did in Precious, her phenomenal acting career, her comedic genius. Monique, I don't know if anybody said this to you, But I'm going to say this to you and I'm going to say it to you out of love. You always say sisters or brothers when you're talking to black people. But this is a brother talking to you, Monique. You look very bitter. You look like the light has been stripped from you. I don't know what happened. I'm not going to call you a liar or anything like that. I don't know. I never asked Steve Harvey or Kevin Hart or anybody or Tyler Perry or Oprah Winfrey and all of this other stuff. I never asked. I don't know. But I know that you're telling stories about Oprah. I'm not saying false stories. I don't know. But you're telling one thing about Oprah. You're telling another thing about Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry leaves you a voice message reportedly and you're airing. The message. Well, how can somebody feel comfortable enough ever talking to you if they think that their messages are going to be disseminated to the masses when it was supposed to be a private conversation? You talked about Kevin Hart and how you were supposed he said, I love you, sister. We'll talk in two weeks. And then after that, you never heard from him again. Okay. Did you play any role in that? I'm just asking. Did you? I don't know. But when you bring these kind of things up and you talk about Oprah, I'm quite sure Oprah ain't perfect. 
I'm quite sure there are an abundance of people, black, white, and beyond, that have had issues with things that Oprah has done that have negatively affected them. But we all know how much positive Oprah generated for so many of us because she showed us the way in so many ways about how to excel in this industry and in life. Does it have to be that bad? Even after all this time, it's just a question. Something that I want you to think about. Shannon Sharp had Monique and Cat Williams. I'm not looking for those interviews to interrupt his shine. He get his shine, I'll get mine. But that's my dude. And if he comes across as doing something wrong or doing something that people, people feel that I should be compelled to comment on. That's why I chose to comment. That's my position. I hope y'all can understand and respect it. And if you don't, you don't. But you know where to find me. This ain't the only Stephen A. Smith show you're going to see. I'll be back with more. I don't know why I put this in the daily news segment because this could be a whole social topic. Oh, oh, oh! You know what? I'm make it brief. I'm make it brief. Even though I don't want to. Oh, this is really grind my gears. Stephen A. Smith said that Monique looked bitter and she looked like the light had been stripped from her. Duh! Oh, I forgot I'm on the radio. I almost said some really messed up stuff. Duh, dummy. The girl has been used, abused, and thrown away. Are you kidding me? Of course she looks bitter. Of course she looks like the light has been stripped away from her because she went through so many things in this industry that you know is evil, that you know is disgusting, that you know will eat you up, chew you up, and spit you right out and act like you never gave anything to the industry. It will make you public enemy number one. Are you kidding me? Again, it's Black History Month, and you got people out here like Stephen A. Smith making it easy for the oppressor to make fun of us, to gang up us, gang up on us, and be like, that's the one, that's the one. He got it. How dare you? Oh my gosh, the, the, the persistent victim shaming of our people is ridiculous. And then y'all be the same ones that when stuff happens to y'all, y'all want to turn around and have people rally up behind y'all and want to act like y'all weren't the same ones oppressing people who were trying to get people to rally up behind them when they needed y'all the most. Y'all being you, people like you, Stephen A. Smith, who has a huge platform. Again, of course she looks bitter and like the light has been sucked out of her because she's been through so much. Not only in the industry, because the industry is one thing, but being a black person in the industry, but also being a black woman in the industry. Are you serious? Come on now. Then you want to say, I don't know what happened. Of course you don't know what happened. So if you don't know what happened, why are you speaking on things that you don't have a clue about, that you didn't do research about, that you didn't call people to get information on? You don't know what happened. Yet and still, you want to use your powerful platform to bring down your fellow black person who's trying to make a way for other people to be treated fairly, to be seen fairly, and to be protected. Are you serious? Then you want to say, I'm not calling her a liar. 
but you're still disregarding her feelings and validating her and calling her what? A liar. This snippet was so irritating to me because how can someone ever do something like this to another person who doesn't deserve it? We oftentimes say, believe the victim, believe the victim, believe the the victim. But the second it comes to believing a victim, you don't want to do it. Then we say that we need to stand up against oppression. We need to stand up against the person who's bringing us down. We need to stand up against the machine. And when people stand up against the machine, you call them crazy because you're uncomfortable, because you're not strong enough. And you were never courageous enough to stand up against your own injustices. Just because you're getting secondhand embarrassment because you're uncomfortable does not mean that you get to have the right to bring down someone who is doing everything they can for people like you, Stephen A. Smith. If it wasn't for other people who came before you and who made themselves look bitter to the masses, you wouldn't be in the positions you were in today. You wouldn't be able to say at the end of that snippet, I'll be on other shows. This won't be the last time you see Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, because there are people who paved the way for people like you because they were seen as bitter during their journey to get protections and opportunities and fairness for people like you. Woo! When I tell you this snippet pissed me off. And then you want to say, how can someone ever feel comfortable talking to you when you leak things? You know what? I'm going to give you that because no one wants to ever feel like they're a victim of leaking. No one wants to ever feel like their privateness will become public. I can give you that. I'll give you that, Stephen A. Smith. However, let's also understand that a lot of times we do what we have to, to make people believe us. And there are a lot of people out there like you who don't ever believe the victim, especially when the victim is a black woman. So what did that black woman have to do? She had to go out of her way and do things that don't look or seem morally sound and leak private things for people like you to believe her, even though y'all still make excuses to not believe her. What do victims have to do to be really seen as victims. Then you want to say, did you play a role in anything? I'll give you that one as well. We have to be very self-aware about how we play a role in our circumstances and how things have happened to us because how we present ourselves. I'll give you that. However, you also still never gave Monique a chance in this snippet to be the victim. You completely shamed her. You completely called her a liar and you shaded her. On top of that, you started saying, what role did you play? There are definitely a lot of people who are out in the industry who are the bad guys, but they're trying to perceive themselves as the good guy. But at least they get the chance to be seen as the good guy. You won't even give Monique the chance to be seen as the good guy. And that's crazy to me. I'm not saying that question isn't valid, but dang, could you at least give her a chance? Could you? And then you say, but then when you bring these kinds of things up and you talk about Oprah, I don't care if it was President Barack Obama. If this person did something wrong, they deserve to be called out. Because guess what, Stephen A. Smith? If it was you or I, they would put us on the stake. They would have absolutely no problem calling us out and holding us accountable. Then you want to say, I'm sure she isn't perfect and she's done bad things. Well, if she's done bad things, she deserves to be held accountable for them. She's not better than now. I love Oprah. 
I would love to work with Oprah one day, but I'm a personality and also a radio personality that has to do his job because guess what? The second I mess up, the second I do something dumb, people are going to record me. People are going to screenshot me. People are going to drag me on social media. So why do people like Oprah, R. Kelly, and everybody else, just because they did great things for us and impacted us positively, get to ride away with all the negative things they didn't know? These people need to be held accountable. Then you want to say she did so many positive things. She showed us. I don't care if she paved the way, brought the way, painted the way. If you did bad things along that way, you deserve to be held accountable, especially if you, quote unquote, paved the way and hurt all those countless people you paved the way for in the process. It defeats the purpose paving the way for somebody when you harm them in the process and you say stuff like that to be like, well, we need to give them a pass because they did so many positive things for us. I don't care what this person did because it all goes out the window when you start finding out they were never for the people. They were selfish. And it disguised paving the way for us to get over on all the people that they got over on and hide all of the disgustingness that they had to do to pave the way. I, I just really hate how we put people on a pedestal and act like they can never do anything wrong. Just because someone did great. I brought up R. Kelly. Even though he did face his consequences, it took forever for him to face his consequences. And now people are bringing up Oprah. I'm sorry. Again, I love her. But if she did something bad, oh, well, look what happened to Ellen. I loved Ellen. Would have never thought Ellen did all those things she did. But you see what happened to Ellen? And my thing is, you don't get to be placed on a pedestal and stay on that pedestal knowing that you're doing all those harmful things to people while on that pedestal. You deserve to have that pedestal swept under your feet, taken away from you. Yes, you do. I don't care how many great things you did. I don't care how many people you made feel good because out of those many people you made feel great, you made countless more people feel horrible. And I get it. We're not perfect, but it's one thing to make a mistake and learn from that mistake. It's another thing to continuously harm people and know that you're harming people and, and, and don't care that you're harming people. And there's so many people in our industry that are harming people and doing it on purpose, knowing that they can get away with it. And that's the difference of a person who was put on a pedestal, who is human and makes mistakes and deserves grace versus the person who's way past receiving grace. I, I just really hate when we victim shame people. I hate it. And I had to have this conversation about this because if we're going to do better as a society, we need to actually start doing better as a society and loving each other, protecting each other, cherishing each other, and making sure that we all have a way to be seen. But when we're also talking about black on black people, how do you want people to protect, love, cherish, and see you when you can't even do that for the next person next to you? It's a shame. It's a shame. It's a shame. All right, y'all, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have a conversation about the art of forgiveness. So don't go anywhere. This is the Jamie D Show live on KSHP out of Las Vegas and live on WRMN out of the Elgin in the Chicagoland area. I'll be right back. For great 
quality tasting Italian food and pizza, make your destination the Italian Pizza Kitchen on Irving Park in Roselle. The freshest Italian ingredients are used at Italian Pizza Kitchen where the plentiful pasta dishes are created from old home recipes. Try the piping hot pizza or other favorites like the fall off the bone ribs. Italian Pizza Kitchen has a passion for outstanding food and service. From their family to yours, Bon Appetito. Call 630-582-1900. WRMN invites you to tune in twice each week for the popular, entertaining Bell & Company featuring Mario and his sidekick Livy as they motivate, inspire and inform us with what's happening in the world today join the fun with bell and company on saturdays right after the restock shop show at noon and again on sunday it's easier than you think for pests to threaten What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Jamie B Show, live on KSHP out of Las Vegas and live on WRMN out of the Elgin in the Chicago land area. Hey, if you want to promote your business, product, services, music, podcast, and more, hit us up at info at jamied.com. That's I-N-F-O at J-A-I-M-E-D-E-E.com. I can guarantee you, you will receive the exposure you need, okay? We got you. The radio is still live, it's still working, and it's still able to guarantee you what you need. And then you got me, Jamie D, a personality on social media who got reach, okay? So hit us up at info at jamied.com. If you're just now tuning in, we're having a, we just had a conversation about daily news. Welcome in Fab Five for Life podcast. And now we're going to get into the conversation about the art of forgiving. And I really want you all to pay attention to this and also feel free to call in at 847-931-1410 because I want you guys to get in on this conversation. So this social topic feels like one of those seemingly easy topics. Like, yeah, forgive everyone. Everything's rainbows and candy. But in all honesty, this is a very challenging topic. I've always worked on being a person who didn't hold a grudge. And I believe I've done a great job. But sometimes I also feel like I contradict myself because I'm a person who can forgive but I'll never forget. And when you deeply think about it, it's like, isn't that a small form of still holding a grudge? Because even if you're cool with that person, forgave and moved on, in the back of your head, you're still going to think about what happened and even use it to justify how you feel about future issues with that person, right? The definition by the dictionary of grudge is, quote, a persistent feeling of ill will or resentment resulting from a past insult or injury, end quote. The dictionary definition of forgive is, quote, to stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone for an offense, flaw, or mistake, end quote. PsychCentral.com says, quote, holding a grudge happens when you can't let go of feelings of anger or resentment towards someone who wronged you. It could be a response to something that actually happened or perceived threat or action against you. When you feel that someone's hurt you, it's difficult to move past it right away or ever, end quote. I feel like when you forgive but don't forget, you don't really stop those feelings and thoughts. You just pause them until you're triggered again. You may not have a persistent feeling that is always bothering you in the back of your head or when you're with that person, but those feelings are still there, just locked away. So to me, That's not stopping or letting go of anything. That's just shelving your feelings for later because you got over it at that moment. 
So it's like, are you really not holding a grudge? You say you forgive that person, but when you are triggered by that person, you may bring up the situation again and feel those exact same feelings or even worse. And I want to know your thoughts because I can't tell if I'm thinking too hard about this or it's really just that simple. If you forgive and move on, even if those feelings come up again, that's not considered to be holding a grudge. Call in at 847-931-1410 because I really want to have this discussion with somebody. I need someone to help me process this thought. And if you can't call in, continue commenting in the chat. That counts too. While I wait to get some calls and comments, I want us to watch and listen to the small segment from The the Real, which was a talk show on network television. In the segment I'm going to play, the hosts of the show have a discussion about the difference between holding a grudge and setting boundaries and also adhering to them. Let's see if we agree with what they have to say. Here's the clip. I came across a tweet from at Real Talk Kim, who I love, and it actually caught my attention. Her post stated, toxic people will make you think you're holding a grudge. Nah, that's a boundary. So, ladies, I have to get your take on this. Um, What do you think is the difference between holding a grudge versus setting and respecting boundaries? Ooh, I think when you're holding a grudge, you still have ill feelings, right? You haven't forgiven the person. If you see the person or someone talks about them, there's something in you that just stirs you up. I think when boundaries, you're setting boundaries for yourself. You're taking care of yourself. I no longer uh, will allow you to disrespect me. I no longer will allow you to be rude. And I think those boundaries are important. And if someone doesn't understand that, that's too bad. Because you're taking care of yourself. Yeah. Guess what? That what? to me is a sign of someone who's toxic. Oh, okay. Literally, Wait, it, is, it is proof that you are a toxic person. If I am explaining to you that I need to create these boundaries for my own mental health, for my own well-being, yes. to make me feel comfortable, and you're uncomfortable with that, right. you are the toxic person that I need out of my life. That is exactly the reason why I had to create these boundaries because you don't respect them. Exactly. And I think that what's that your should be a red flag. Person? Let, let's say somebody disrespects you, right? And let's say they disrespect, um, your home, for instance. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's certain things that you've requested that you said, Hey, I don't allow this in my home. Yeah. And they continue to do them. Maybe now you don't invite them over. Mm-hmm. That's called using wisdom. That's not holding a grudge. That's not saying I'm angry at right. you. No, that's recognizing that I need to act accordingly. To your actions. What yeah. I didn't like about this is yeah. that they're trying to make it seem like holding a grudge is wrong. Sometimes you hold a grudge as a protection. Yes. Because you don't a want. A reminder. Exactly. But and is that a grudge or is that wisdom? I, well, they call it grudge. Right. Because they grudge. want everybody. I think sometimes what we mix up is that when someone does you wrong, everybody automatically thinks that you're supposed to forgive that person. Right. Or you're supposed to talk it out. Sometimes in life, you can't talk it out. No. Sometimes in life, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to let it go. That's yeah. And that's it. And you see that person, maybe you see him in a party, you go, mm, and, and that's right. it. But I think what <laughs> they're true. saying is holding a grudge is when we're talking about when you have bitterness and anger festering on the inside. We're not saying that. We're saying, no, no, you absolutely should release that. Move on. Grudge, a persistent feeling of ill will or resentment resulting from a past insult or injury. Okay. You don't have to, you don't have to hope ill will on the person. You don't have to hope, hold anger in your heart. But you can remember what they did. So it doesn't happen again. Forgive, but don't forget. Forget. Exactly. I I think there's wisdom in there. There's wisdom in saying, okay, I'm not angry at you and I wish you the best, but you're not coming to my house, whatever, or whatever, or, or 
I don't wish you bad. I don't have ill will on you. I just don't want but to deal with you. But we're never going to be right. friends again. But what right. about? We can be friendly and kind and respectful. Right. But we respectful. are never going to be friends again. Respectful. I like respectful. that. I like that too. We yeah. can be civil. I see you outside. I ain't going to try to come and right. slash your tires. Right. But yeah. I ain't got to go to dinner with you. Or I'm not going to be rude to you. I can be kind. Just like you be kind mad. to a stranger. Yeah, and it's okay. And it's okay sometimes to stay mad at somebody. Yeah, it's like I'm upset. Unless you're married, unless well, they're, you know, your yeah, kids or yeah. whatever. But. Unless it's some type of, a, you know, but yeah. it was a friend relationship. Yeah. I'm just getting tired of all this. You got to forgive. And if you give, it's for you. And I know I, because stu- <laughs> I'm studying my mindfulness meditation yeah. yeah but i understand you, you forgive it's like sometimes it's like it okay yeah okay right. i let it go yeah i just want i should be able to say i don't mess with you yeah. right you, that's it. you, you can say me. that that's my boundary you can say that okay Does it ever help you to forgive somebody finding empathy for them no do you ever feel <laughs> really no. yo i've been no. feeling so bad no. for people if they hurt me no because it makes me recognize why they hurt me I mean, you can go, okay, obviously they're hurt or there's something, not something's wrong. You don't with feel them, bad for people that end relationships with you. I feel bad. I literally oh, feel no, bad for you no. oh, that you, you no. no longer. You going deep. Yeah, no. I feel bad for you. <laughs> you, you lost no. me in your life. I feel bad I, for I you. I see that. Y'all, I really, really like this clip from the real because I, <clears throat> what I appreciate it the most is their, con- their conversation solidified the fact that my thoughts and questions I said and posed earlier weren't wrong. They even struggled with the idea of what's really holding a grudge, what's considered really forgiving someone and so on. I feel like if you forgive someone and completely let go of any and all feelings from that situation and those feelings are never brought up again, then that's truly not holding a grudge and forgiving someone. What I also really like from this conversation is that they spoke about how we make holding a grudge a bad thing. And holding a grudge can't and how holding a grudge can't still be coupled with forgiveness. I feel like in the art of forgiving, forgiving, you will forgive someone but still hold a grudge because the situation made you realize how you will associate with that person from then on. That's why I said in the beginning of this segment that the art of forgiving really isn't an easy concept to grasp. It is very complex because once you forgive someone and start putting up boundaries, the person at fault can start feeling like you never truly forgave them and are being malicious. When in all reality, you forgave them and learned your lesson, but now you're acting accordingly and nothing's wrong with that. Forgiving is hard. I know it is, but we all should try our best to work on forgiving and moving on, but not just moving on, truly meaning it. Yes, understand what happened, set your boundaries, hold a grudge or whatever it is you want to call it, but ultimately let it go and move on. It's okay that you may have to adjust after forgiving, but if we hold on to things for too long, it will start to negatively affect us. PubMed Central said, quote, the negative health effects of unforgiveness are widely documented, documented, which include but are not limited to stress, increased depression and anxiety, social isolation, and even compromised physical health due to stress on one's immune system, end quote. You don't want to allow someone to negatively impact you, but you also don't want to let your unforgiveness make it worse. It's a known fact that actually forgiving and moving on can be very beneficial. HopkinsMedicine.org said that, quote, studies have found that the act of forgiveness can reap huge rewards for your health, lowering the risk of your heart attack, improving cholesterol levels and sleep, and reducing pain, blood pressure, and levels of anxiety 
depression, and stress, end quote. You want to feel these benefits, y'all. It's never worth it to worry yourself, stress yourself, or negatively impact your health over somebody. If you're finding it hard to forgive, I'm going to play this video for you guys. And in this video, it's going to take a deeper intellectual dive into how to forgive and the thoughts that must be had to actually understand your act of forgiving. So let's listen to what the School of Life had to say on YouTube about how to forgive and then discuss it afterwards. It can be so hard to forgive because so often we simply are in the right and the scale of the folly, thoughtlessness and meanness of others seems utterly beyond our own measure. But there are two inviolable ideas which should nevertheless, in the face of the grossest behaviour, be kept in mind to increase our chances of being able to forgive. Firstly, we must remember how the other person got there, to this place of idiocy and cruelty. Every irritating fault in another person has a long history behind it. They've become like this because of flaws in their development, which they did not choose for themselves. They were shaped by troubles, troubles which we cannot see, but which we know must exist. The arrogant person was trapped at some key point in their personal evolution, in an environment where being modest and reasonable seemed to guarantee they'd be trampled on. The hypercritical individual has lived too much as their personality was growing around people who couldn't take a gentle hint, so they came to rely on blunt assertions. The frustratingly timid, mousy person was at some stage terrified. The show-off learnt their irritating manner around people who were hard to please. Behind every failing, behind everything that's wrong and infuriating about those we meet, is a decisive trauma encountered before someone could cope with it properly. They are maddening, but they got to be this way without meaning to. To forgive is to understand the origins of evil and cruelty. Secondly, and very strangely, there are difficult things about you too. Of course, not in this area, not in any area remotely connected to the sort of lapses that tend to destroy your faith in humanity, but in some areas, quiet areas, that you forget about as soon as you've travelled through them, you too are a deeply imperfect and questionable individual. Gently, you have, in your own way, betrayed. Nicely, you have been a coward. Modestly, you have forgotten your privileges. Unthinkingly, you have added salt to the wounds of others. We don't need to know anything about you to know this as a certainty. We must forgive because, not right now, not over this, but one day over something, we will need to be forgiven. We would in the past regularly have looked upwards to the heavens for this forgiveness. We do that less and less nowadays. But that doesn't attenuate the need for some moments when we limber up to utter that most implausible word, sorry, or indeed stretch our ethical imagination in order to pronounce those even more arduous and unnatural sounding words, I forgive you. The School of Life isn't just a YouTube channel. Woo! 
I have to ring that bell because they went in. Did y'all hear what they said at the end? It is hard for people to say, I'm sorry. It is hard for people to say, I forgive you. But I want to add this. Not only is it hard for people to say, I'm sorry. It's hard for people to say, I'm sorry. Hold themselves accountable and tell you why they're sorry. I don't want to just hear, I'm sorry. I want to know why you're sorry. I want you to conceptualize what it is you did to me to make you say, I'm sorry. Did you hurt me physically, mentally, socially, emotionally, spiritually? Did you cheat on me? Did you lie about where you went? Did you talk about me behind your back? And more, tell me what it is you did. Say you're sorry and hold yourself accountable. Don't give me no half but sorry. Don't sit here and say sorry and then think that's it. We got to do work. And my forgiveness is going to come, but we have to do work. This video really threw me for a loop, y'all, because it detailed how we never know what made a person do whatever it is it did to us. We never know what troubling trauma they had that shaped them into the person that they are. It's not to give these people an excuse or feel bad for them, but to put it into perspective that the stuff people do to us sometimes has nothing to do with us. I'm going to say it again. The stuff people do to us sometimes has nothing to do with us. The way people act is not because of something we did. And really, majority of the times, how people hurt us usually isn't done with the intent to hurt us. But the way they hurt us was done in their own selfishness. Again, how people hurt us usually isn't done with the intent to hurt us. But the way they hurt us was done in their own selfishness. Their own lack of not knowing what's right and what's wrong and truly just being ignorant and caught up in whatever it is they were fighting in their head. What also threw me off is the fact that the video explained that we also aren't perfect and we often forget how we played a part in the person hurting us. We also do dumb stuff and try to cover it up. We hurt people. We fall into temptations. We act in selfishness. We make it harder for others. And we have to remember that we will also look for forgiveness after doing so. Therefore, if we want to receive forgiveness when we mess up, we need to work on forgiving others first. Mmm. Snaps. Talk about intellectual thinking. Dang. Really diving deep into the act of forgiving is crazy. I swear forgiving should be easier, but it's not. And we need to make sure that in the process of forgiving, that we also give ourselves grace. We need to remember that sometimes we mess up and hurt others. We need to also forgive ourselves. And when we're forgiving others, a lot of times we're not doing it for them. We're doing it for us. Crazy, right? I told y'all. I told y'all this is going to be a challenging topic. Mm, y'all going in on the comments. Yes. <laughs> Fab Five says, you're stepping on toes. This is good stuff. Yes. Kendra says, a real apology with the reasons listed. Ring that bell again. <laughs> All right, y'all. This has been the Jamie D Show. Live on KSHB out of Las Vegas, Nevada. And live on WRMN out of the Elgin, the Chicagoland area. If you're in Vegas for the Super Bowl this weekend, be safe. Have fun. And remember, actually what happens in Vegas does not stay in Vegas. Don't get in trouble. You will end up in the news. You will end up in jail. And to be very honest, you will end up in their very, very crazy court system. Stay safe, y'all. I love y'all. Have a good weekend. See y'all next week. Bye.